Vintage Chester Borton Hall on the full toss. to the Full Toss Vintage uh, standalone series. We're pulling out some of the stars of the past from Chester Borton Hall. Um, so they become no bigger than our first guest, uh, an overseas um, icon, really, I guess. Uh, we have Jeremy Jordan here. He's an icon, but he's not overseas, obviously. Certainly but not. he was instrumental in bringing Heath Pritchard over from Melbourne and on the line from Melbourne... After his four years at Chester in 2000, 2001, 2003 and 2006, our good friend Heath Pritchard. Welcome, sir. Hello, James Law. How are you going? And the very good mate of mine and uh, Jeremy Jordan. How are you, buddy? I'm very well, pal. I'm very well indeed. Good to hear from you. Well, I feel as if oh, I'm going to be sat good, back. Oh, with... Good to good talk to good people. Yeah, I'm like, well, I just feel as if I'm going to be sat back here listening to two old mates giggling away. But uh, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> so he's lo- it's lovely, lovely to have you at last. We tried before and it went a little bit awry, but uh, we've we've got you here. Um, we thought best to get Jeremy alongside because he's your old mucker, and uh, I believe Jeremy, you were instrumental in getting Heath over here in the first place. Uh, yep, that's true. Um, for. After the first year as captaincy, um, we were a fairly average, uh, fairly average crew. It's fair to say. Um, a guy at Macclesfield, a uh, good cricketer called Ian Rigglesworth, a bit of a mentor for young lads in Victoria for cricket lads, um, arranged to get somebody over. Uh, I wanted the the Aussie who'd been playing at Didsbury the year before. Can't remember his name, mate. What was it? Uh, Andrew Dickinson. That's it. He he he'd uh, he'd run uphill all afternoon and. Got about six wickets and then got a hundred. I thought he'd be ideal, but um, I got persuaded by by Riggles to uh, take you. Uh, he said he said um, mm, he said uh, he, he, you were a bit of a bit of a feisty character, and we were just what Chester needed, as we were a bunch of soft buggers. Um, so uh, that's that's how it started. Um, two or three telephone conversations in the winter, and uh, you were on your way, weren't you? I was. I was on my way to a club in uh, the middle of nowhere. I've never flown out of Australia. So it's actually been the second time I've ever been on a plane, I reckon. The, first, the only other plane trip I had was when I was in the Victorian primary school team. I flew to Sydney from Melbourne, which if anyone knows that flight, it's about an hour. Um, and my second flight ever was an overseas flight uh, long haul to Manchester. So uh, I got halfway to Manchester. I think it was at Singapore Air- uh, Airport. And I thought to myself... I don't really know what anyone looks like here. I'm not sure how I'm going to recognise anyone when I get off the plane at Manchester. Mm. And uh, mm. I rock up finally to Manchester Airport after 24 hours on the plane and a few uh, a few sherbets on the way over with a couple other Melbourne cricketers. And uh, I get through uh, customs and they let me in the country and I'm pushing the trolley and uh, I see all these fancy signs with blokes' names on it and people in club gear and all this other stuff. And then I see this chubby little bald-haired bloke with a piece of paper that had scribbled on it, Heath Pritchard, and I thought, I'm at the right club. This is for me. So uh, <laughs> well, it, was a, it, was a, it was a wonderful welcoming to Chester, and, uh, and, that's, and that, was, that was a true story, too. Yeah, it was. I, I actually hadn't realised until I got to the airport that I wouldn't have any idea what you looked like. And uh, I was stood around um, various dignitaries from cricket clubs in the northwest all with their blazers and ties on and big big banners saying welcome to joe jones or whatever and all i could do was get a get a beer mat and scribble your name on the back of it and that was about it i think it was quite early yeah. and i think i was hung over as well so um i don't oh, think i would have been impressive in the morning mate it was yeah. in the morning you you you, went, you made it back to, back to work that day yeah so uh it was early mate it was early it was an early uh early arrival mm. and uh like i said we both this is obviously pre-Skype and uh, FaceTime and everything else, and uh, we'd spoken to each other, but we'd never actually met. So, uh, like yeah. I said, straight away, I thought, yeah, I'm pretty comfortable with this. I don't, I don't want the fancy signs. I like the, uh, I like the idea of, uh, of a beer mat with a name scribbled on it, so it's perfect. By a balding, chubby man. He hasn't changed who, who, much. Who, who was he? Who, was, who, who is this balding, chubby man, anyway? Well, you 
I was out on my own. Most people's dress sense gets worse as they get older, but uh, Cheese has managed to find love and Gina, and uh, it, he looks very sharp and dapper these days. Whenever I Not ask today, these photos, he doesn't. I'm mean, brutally honest. <laughs> <laughs> Well, He's come a long, long way from one one nine Marion Drive. Yeah, okay, enough, enough of that. Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I recall sort of you, you walking through and, and looking at you and thinking, actually, he's sobered than the rest. And also, I, I remember going into work and saying to the, the guys at work, um, he, he actually looks quite studious, which I was really surprised about. But uh, <laughs> that was a false impression, I have to say. So um, there we well, go. Well, we sort of that. <laughs> We mm. sorted that out because I reckon the first year at Chester in, in 2000, I think I worked it out when I got home that I'd actually had three nights where I hadn't drunk so uh, in one way, shape or form. So uh, it, it certainly opened my eyes as a 22-year-old bloke uh, to the world. There's no mm. doubt about that. Yeah. Well, I, I remember um, sort of going off to work and saying, right, this is where you live. Uh, you can use the fridge and uh, you're right, go and walk over to the club, go and see Keggy, go and see Ronnie Fleet and... Uh, you work the rest out for yourself, and I think that was about it, really, to be honest. Where, where was that, where, where, where you lived? We lived um, not too far from um, from Jeff's house, uh, on Marion Drive, about mm, 400 yards walk from the club, was it? Um, something like that. Yeah, yeah down pretty the close. alleyway, down the alleyway, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, so pretty handy, to be honest, uh, with, with, which was even better. We had a petrol station on the way to get all the uh, the pop. We needed to get through us today, so uh, yeah. But uh, I think uh, I remember seeing you after that. You said you'd you'd settled in well. Um, had a bit of a chat with Keggy and Ron, and uh, you knew what the the basis of the deal was after that. I think, uh, particularly after an hour with Ron. That's right. Yes, hour with Ron, where he was demanding Hazel make me cups of tea and get me biscuits and all sorts of stuff. And uh, yes, I, I knew the lay of the land and what was going on. And of course, in those days, it was the old clubhouse too. It wasn't the new the new clubhouse and. Uh, even with the new the new additions to the clubhouse, it just seems to be getting bigger and better every time I see uh, a post from from Chester. So uh, it's a it's a long it's a far cry from what we had back in two thousand. That's for sure. Yeah, you, you haven't got a you haven't got a, a beam to get over in the new clubhouse, mate. Which is a <laughs> no, which no, is that's a... another fa- well talking 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 of your wife there. Hmm. Another famous story was that first Saturday night at Chester, and uh, we'd played Neston, and uh, obviously. Had the gear on, Seamus had said we we're going out, so I had the shirt on and all those sorts of things and uh, managed to go over the beam and pop every single button on my shirt off on the way back over the beam. So uh, that was a great night. And I had, obviously uh, Gina took pity on me. She took the shirt home and put all the buttons back on for me, which was much appreciated. Hmm. Doesn't well, do it, that now, does no, she, Jeremy? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> having said that, <laughs> having said that, I'd need a lot of mechanical help to get any, over any beam these days, I reckon. So We haven't talked much about cricket yet, though. No. no so when did that started pretty pretty quickly presumably when once Heath had landed and met Keggy and uh, and done the beam. Yeah, the, the, the only yeah, I landed on the I landed on the Tuesday and we played our first game against Neston on the Saturday. I didn't even arrive for a practice game. We didn't even have a Yeah, the friendly was the week before and yeah, I think because the way the season rolled out, um we pretty much went straight into it into into a game against Neston pretty much straight away against Dan Clifford and Dave Jones and uh who else did they have back in those days? Um, they were uh, quite a strong side. Yeah, they were strong men. Side than us because we were such a young side. Yeah, Phil Davis, I'd say, probably be a big player in their team. Yeah, Phil Davis was playing, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I recalled, actually, that it, it rained and we spent most of the time putting uh, the curtains from the old dressing room on the pitch to try and dry it, which is bi- I had pretty no biz- idea what was going on. Pretty it bizarre by today's standards. Someone was sticking a pitchfork into the pitch to try and get rid of the water. I'm thinking you can't put a, a pitch a pitchfork into the wicket. Here they are, pitchfork in the wicket to try and get rid of water. I, yeah, I had no idea what was going on. I, mm. I remember having about three or four jumpers on, and that was about it. So uh, it, it was certainly a culture shock, um, but uh, you know, probably well, not probably one of the greatest experiences of my life. To be honest, to be able to have had four years playing for Chester was just fantastic. Yeah, I'd. Um... I'd certainly say that you uh, came to came to love the place pretty quickly, actually, to be honest. So uh, even even with all the uh, distractions around you, or maybe they were part of it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was two. How old were you then, Heath? In, in two thousand, uh, I was twenty two. Yes, I was twenty two. My first year. Um, I'll never forget. And everyone, obviously, you know, it feels like my dad's at Chester more than I am. But um, 
Dad always said, well, as soon as you've got your a, a uni degree behind you, I don't mind what you do. So basically that was the deal. I had to get through uni first. So I went to, went and did a teaching degree and, um, and yeah, then jumped on a plane pretty much straight away and, and came over to, came over to Chester to play cricket. So, uh, and look, yeah, it, it, it was, uh, I would think it was a fairly long and, well, you know, four years over a six or seven year time frame, but uh, it was a fairly long and happy marriage uh, in many respects that, that still goes today to, to have lifelong friends out of uh, out of playing cricket. Um, and, you know, to be honest, there's, there's plenty of times throughout the winter here where I just feel, wish I was having a, uh, having a day at Chester or at, uh, down the races or whatever the case may be because it was just it was more than cricket it was more than cricket it was just a great part of my life and um and as we're sitting here today you know cheese cheese or jeremy sorry cheese was best man at my wedding um james you came over to my wedding with glenda as well and jeffy came to my wedding and eddie roberts so to have have people of that ilk come over we, we've gone on holidays together when um since since that time um with the fleets and and everyone else, so uh, it's like I said, it's been it's been a long a long time, twenty one years now, but um, certainly a time that we we'll, we don't forget, and um, we're still in constant contact. I thought we had agreed not to mention Jeffrey. Well, you know, there's no real story without Jeffrey. What's the time? Ten a.m. Roll and. Uh, He's probably just thinking about tucking into his first hour and by 3.30 he'll be home in bed having tried to get everyone else well and truly blotto. So, mm. uh, not on a Wednesday, mate. Form, but it's only a Tuesday, so he's not allowed out at the Is moment, it Tuesday? But that's okay. uh, but, I mean, Wednesday. What is mm. it, Wednesday? It's, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. It is here anyway. himself up for Friday. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it, it does say something when... A, an overseas pro comes over four times, and uh, uh, I think I think the fourth time, if I remember correctly, we can come back to this, was later in 2006 when things weren't going too well for the first team over here. We were in uh, in Division One, and you came back and uh, under Seamus's captaincy, and uh, and uh, kicked a few backsides into shape. But uh, but those those four years playing together, obviously you started off under Jeremy's captaincy and uh, and then moved on. What are your memories of some of those games, Heath? Oh, look, 2000, I, I think we ended up fourth, which was huge, because the year before, I, quote me if I'm wrong, geez, I reckon the year before, Chester might have come seventh or eighth um, and sort of was close to the bot, like getting relegated to the bottom there. Um, but that may not be quite correct. But I know I, we came fourth in 2000, which I think was a huge effort. You know, you look at the side now, though, through that time, Warren Goodwin played his first games. Ollie Law played, you know, I played with Ollie Law, I played with Warren Goodwin, um, you know, we had Tom Ducker playing back then, we had James Powell playing, we had Matt Griffiths, Eddie Roberts, Seamus, of course, behind the stumps, who, you know, um, there's no doubt Seamus is one of the best keepers I've ever played cricket with, he, he was an excellent keeper, um, I think and I think a funny bugger as well. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but we we had a really young side. We yeah. we were genuinely young, so our performance really our performances really fluctuated. And Cheese was miles older than the rest of us. To be fair, like um, what do you mean miles? And, and well, you know, <laughs> ten, ten to ten to fifteen years, Cheese, ten to fifteen Jeez. years. But when when you when you when you're twenty two and and we've got blokes younger than twenty two in the side, the fact that the, the fact that Cheese was captaining such a young team where He'd played with so many, so many of the blokes that he'd played with and where his genuine sort of mates had, had moved on. And I, I don't think it goes without, um, you know, people who know certainly don't ignore the fact that, that, that Cheese did that, you know, and captain the side with a, with a whole bunch of young blokes. And, and not only did we stay up, we, we were competitive. And, you know, one of, one of my greatest memories ever was a cup game that I couldn't play in because I wasn't allowed to play as an overseas player and... Uh, it was out at um, Bramall, and who had who had brought every every player known to man. So, uh, and uh, the cheese went out and opened the batting. He, he made me go and get him a bottle of Bex before he batted, and he, he necked a bottle of Bex. I've never seen a bloke neck a bottle of Bex so much. And the cheese made eighty that day, and it was one of the greatest knocks I've ever seen. So, uh, and and we got up, we knocked over the power of Bramall with with cheese and and a bunch of well, you know, and not not putting notes on myself, but the fact that I wasn't allowed to play meant that the uh, the side was even younger and more inexperienced than what had been in the past. But that was one of the, my favourite, 
one of my favourite chest of memories of all time was that, and it was a game that I wasn't even playing, and I was actually scoring. So uh, it just shows you the things that you remember. Um, I think it's fair to say that that, um, that we were probably always looking down at the start of the season and knew that we had to uh, probably uh, overproduce to... um, Keep herself, keep her heads above water, if you like. So I think that's a that's a decent starting point. Yeah, the team was was young, but we we did have some, you know, uh, amongst those young players, we had some good cricketers, as you mentioned, Seamus, outstanding captain, Ed, Eddie, you know, really good batter. Keggy um, was probably near his pomp at that time, and and of course yourself. The and, slowest and, bowler to bowl with the win in the history of the game, <laughs> and and. Uh, yeah, we were probably aided as well by the fact that that you could you could bowl whoever you, you could bowl one guy at one end all afternoon if it helped, and, and you know we had we had a bit of control there with you and uh, Keggy if we needed it. Um, but yeah, we, we 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 were a little bit thin on the ground in terms of uh, real quality to top, to get to the top. But yeah, um, we, we we probably punched over our weight, and, and, and you know you were a major part in that because. It wasn't just about the stats, and, and, and I know we mentioned, well, we didn't mention stats, but we don't know any stats now. Um, <clears throat> it was about an attitude, really, and, and, and what, as, as, as actually Riggles had, had uh, <clears throat> clearly pointed out to us, we needed somebody who was going to be tough, going to be hard, and maybe we had that in a couple of people, but not many, and, and, and that's what you brought. You know, you, you brought a kind of uh, a feisty uh, youth, but, but uh, you know, at the same time, it was that kind of uh, Australian toughness that you were happy to uh, certainly wear on your uh, on your sleeve, and and, and that, that definitely helped the whole the whole team. We, it, it meant as well we we fell out a few times, um, but that that was inevitable really because uh, I was possibly a little bit more old school than you, and, and uh, uh, you know slightly uh, more conservative in my ways. Um, uh, but the, the, yeah, you, you particularly weren't keen on me. Um, um, calling somebody back on one occasion, I do recall. But uh-huh. oh, that, that is a, that is a great story. Go on, just uh... we, we we were we were playing Toft, and and actually we were in a bit of a slump, and, and I was getting more and more concerned that we were gonna gonna go down the league quite quickly, and 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 Toft were in the bottom two, so I I, I consider this to be a bit of a bit of an important game, and uh, we put them in, and, and in no time they were something like at ten. 15 for two and we were all over them and, and, and I couldn't see him making 80 here and I thought this is it uh, points in the bag and uh, he's bowling and uh, he's bowling to their captain Nigel you ahead and uh, lovely gentleman lovely, lovely gentleman. guy lovely guy so um, still asks after you Heath yeah he does not surprisingly um, and uh, he um, he has a for whatever reason has a huge big swipe at something that you bowled huge inside edge and uh, massive appeal from from you and nobody else, and given out, and uh, we sort of gathered round, and and you're excited, and there's ten of us looking fairly sheepish about the whole thing, and and I genuinely thought doesn't matter this, you're all over him here, you'll get him out the next over anyway, we'll call him back, and uh, that's what we did. You couldn't actually believe what was happening, but uh, back he came. Uh, anyway, you got him in the end, didn't you? But it was another 200 runs yeah. before you got him. But um, I got to say, he made, he made about 80 or 90. And yeah. I, I just politely asked you with very few adjectives whether you wanted to invite him back for another go. But, yeah, uh, and, and you actually added on to that. And if you do, you won't be seeing me again, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> I still talk to uh, I don't know how many times you'd have yeah. to get a bleeper out for the proper conversation on that. I tell you one other one other one which I kind of remembered we just mentioned on before was the the the, the, the away game at Bowden and um, this is nothing to, really to do with cricket at all but it sums up Heath to to a to a slight degree um, off we go to Bowden and um, um, he goes in a car with uh, I think his name was Ian Harris was it I can't remember he only played for a couple of years know. yeah uh, Harris we called him yeah Harris we called him he was a he was a, he was a Quite a meek gentleman, I think he played the uh, uh, played the piano in church and stuff like that. And uh, off we went to Bowden, and um, we all got there. We're warming up, and there's no sign of you and Harrisy. And uh, this goes on, and we can't get hold of you. And and, and uh, we still got nine players, and we toss up. And eventually, you two come 
running over the top of the brow of the hill about two minutes to go before the start and, and we're fielding and bowling and you are in the worst temper. This bleep has got us lost. We've been to Mobley, we've been to Toft, this bleep bleeping. And uh, so you got your gear on and you're fully prepared to, to open the bowling. And I said, no, I don't think you're ready for that yet, mate. You just go down the third man and just take a breather. Uh, the, the response to that, it, it, well, it's just a line of bleeps, really. <laughs> with <laughs> with, with a threat to go back in the car. There's a pattern here, isn't there? Uh, I think the first time the good Mrs. Law and I probably um, met Heath was at Alton Park, Jeremy. Uh, I don't think you were playing then, but uh, uh, Heath, you uh, you were out. I don't think you got many that day. And uh, you came off, stood in front of the pavilion in front of us. And I was uh, I was uh, uh, trying to, to uh, tell my good lady not to not to introduce herself there and then, but she she tried to, to which she came out with a, a fantastic string of um, ex- ex- then did a circuit of the ground chundering away to yourself and cracking your bat on the floor whatever until you stopped came back and said good morning hello really nice to meet you Just got to give me five minutes, James, and I'll be quiet. It takes me a little while. Just, uh, just got to give me a couple of minutes. Well, that, that's good, mate, because we've just got Steve O'Shaughnessy popped in to see you. Do you want to have a quick word? Uh, he's a ripping bloke, isn't he? <laughs> 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 Miserable blighter he is, and I don't care if he hears it. <laughs> I've never ever in, uh, seen a man enjoy a run out as much as when you uh, shut them down for mid on that day, mate. You followed him all the way back to the pavilion, didn't you? I did as well. He walked did after did him. Well. Go on, off we go. Come on, bleep, 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 bleep off to the pavilion. Go on. <laughs> Yes, I managed to uh, run him out from about 20 metres away with a direct kick and then uh, followed him for the rest 45 as he got off the ground. So uh, one would say I was competitive, James. I was a competitive yes. man and um, and that was the way I was brought up to play and uh, it was probably the only way that I uh, that I knew how to play, to be perfectly honest. So uh, it was, um, you know, there were, there were probably times when my competitiveness got the better of me, but I think it probably made me as good a player as I could possibly be. So I think anyone, that's all anyone can ask for, is that they, uh, that they get the best out of themselves. And um, I was fairly determined. Um, and to be, fair, to be fair to the bloke sitting in there with you, um, I was fairly determined to make sure that he, he had a successful captaincy time of it as well. Because like I said earlier, he was, um, well, he, you know, he's my best mate. Uh, we're living 12,000 miles apart, but he's my best mate. And, um, and the fact that uh, he was captain and we lived together for a couple of years and things like that, it was a uh, um, we spent a fair whack of time together. We, we, yeah, we, we did really. And I mean, for, for for a couple of years, you know, it, obviously being a captain and cricket, you know, through the summer it's all encom- all encompassing. And so, you know, for me, it was just going to work and playing cricket and having a beer with with uh, you guys, really. And uh, it, you know, it was twenty four seven. So uh, there wasn't much escape for it for for uh, for two or three years, and uh, so you had to put up with a, had to put up with me, and I had to put up with you. So that was the end of yeah. it. If, if we didn't if we, if we didn't get on with it, it was going to be trouble, I, wasn't I think it? Really. You had the worst of it, mate. I, think oh, you had I don't the worst know. Of it. Don't know. Putting yeah. up with a twenty-year-old uh, Australian out of home for the uh, first time, I think you had the worst. Of it. You were easy. So. You were easy after Dusty. Well, him. that's true. After after <laughs> Milo, you know, some of the tales you tell me about Milo, I think uh, I think I've got him covered in the uh, in the stakes. Yeah, in, yeah. in the uh, living with stakes. But yeah. um, but we had some great wins too. Like um, the day we bet um, Nantwich at home when they had Barrington Brown bouncing us left, right, and centre. Um, and look, to be honest, look, I look at it now and I think that was probably my best innings for Chester. I, I got a hundred that day, and what he was bouncing us early and pretty much said to Eddie that I'm just going to hook him. If he bounces, we're going to whack him and we're going to have a crack at him. And um, we put him on the back foot and got him. There was a little bit in the wicket that day too, so it was a good one. So um, that was that was the old clubhouse days as well. Um, so, yeah, they were good times. They were good times and we had some great wins. There's no doubt about that. Look, and like I said earlier, we're such a young team. We had some... Uh, we had some disastrous little periods we as well did. where yeah. we, we'd, yeah. we'd go shocking for two or three weeks and you'd be thinking to yourself, God's sake, what are we going to do here? Uh, but then we'd find our mojo again and we'd, we'd find a way to win a few games and um, we'd drop some games that we shouldn't. We'd win some games that we probably shouldn't as well. And 
in the end, sort of fourth or fifth was about where we were at in the league, and we managed to do that both years, which was which was I think with the side we had was pretty good. And like I said, the foundations were laid uh, with guys like Warren Goodwin and things like that who got to play, and Matt Griffiths and these guys that well, Warren's Warren's arguably the best batsman in the club's history. So to uh, to to have uh, played a played a little bit of a role with him when he was a kid, to be able to say that you played with him is is something that uh, well, I'm certainly proud of that fact as well. So uh, it's good and it's nice to see the boys winning as much as they are now. And, and Heath, um, bearing in mind that you, you were here four times, there must be a handful of players that you kind of uh, renewed your um, your opposition with uh, when when you came back. Are there, are there a couple of players that stick out in your memory from uh, your time over here from the oppositions? Well, you know, we, we mentioned one before, Mr O'Shaughnessy, there's no doubt about that. Um the boys from uh, the boys from Bowden used to always uh, I used to always like uh, taking them on. I think they had a number of, of good players in, in Johnny Gray and Bean and uh, who was their skipper, Cheese? Uh, Steve Brammel. Miserable stumper. Steve Brammel. Steve Brammel, yeah. So yeah, so look, you know, those sort of sides, um, playing against games, playing against good fast bowlers used to like that. Orderly Edge were always a good side, there's no doubt about it. We used to struggle at Didgeri all the time. Mm. I reckon Didgeri's probably my least favourite ground to play at. I don't ever remember winning there. Um, and to be honest, we got our, we got our butts handed to us there a couple of times mm. as well. Mm. Um, and their, and their, their, uh, their good player was a good player. What was his name? Jeremy Bold and Battered? Oh, uh, Stuart Stoneman. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was a good yeah, player. He was good. Um, yeah. There's no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah. So, yeah. look, the league the league had a lot of good players back then, and, and there's no doubt the league still has a lot of good players now. That's for sure. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's true. I think uh, if you look at the way you played, yeah, you you you've certainly uh, enjoyed facing quick bowling. To be honest, I think that was probably what got you up the most, if you like. Um, but yeah, um, I think. You, you also, um, well, we, you know, we like playing against the, the more social teams as well, didn't we? The sort of Nestons of this world and have a few beers afterwards and whatever. But um, um, I, I think in terms of the other teams we had real hassle with, weren't that good, but we just couldn't seem to play against them. It was Al Sager. Just no... Al Sager. No, yeah, Al Sager. No joy against them at all. Um, but we were probably better off playing against... Uh, yeah, more of the mainstream guys and, and, and the ones that are a little bit off, off centre like Al Sager, we, 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 we struggle with a bit. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And um, look, it was an interesting time for the club too because the club had just come out of the Liverpool competition and joined the Cheshire League. So um, that happened one or two years prior to me coming. So there was the old relationships with the Nestons and that, that um, Chester had played against for years and years and years. And then there was all these clubs that, although played them in the Cheshire Cup and things like that. It wasn't a Saturday to Saturday thing to play against a lot no. of these guys. So it was it was a little bit of a different yeah, a we... different time, I suppose. Like those days are gone now. Like the, the Chester's been in the, the Cheshire League now for, you know, 20, 23, 24 years, whatever it's been. So um so it's probably that, that little changing of the guard as well where we had those relationships with the Nestons and those sort of uh, yeah. sort of people. I think you're right there. We were we were still getting used to a, a new set of rules and you know, a new heap of opposition teams and, and grounds as well. Because, uh, you, you know, if you're playing at grounds year after year against the same teams year after year, you get used to it, don't you? You get used to the conditions and uh, used to the opposition. So it was a big change. And, and, yeah, we were still getting used to, you know, places like Hyde and Alton Park, with, with small grounds and uh, and people we just hadn't played cricket against before on a regular basis. But that made it, made it uh, to a degree... Uh, more interesting because um, you know uh, change is as good as the rest isn't it Vintage Chester Borton Hall on the full toss you're listening to the full toss podcast vintage edition with myself Jim Law and Jeremy Jordan in conversation with overseas star Heath Pritchard who represented Chester Borton Hall for four years in the early noughties as an overseas player Heath from Victoria Australia to this day remains a great friend of the club and is fondly recognised as one of the best players from our recent history so 2000 2001 we did pretty well um and we sort of, like I said, fourth or fifth, and we had some great, great experiences and great times. And then, um, 2002, I decided that I was going to stay at home after 2001. 
Um, and I, I had a year off. I played footy again, or Aussie Rules football, not your football, but Aussie Rules football for another season. Um, and then 2003, Keggy was captain. Yes, he was. Uh, and a great yes. memory of you jumping up and down, looking distraught um, and angry at the same time. And Keggy on his haunches at mid-off, wondering where the next wicket was coming from. Always remember that. <laughs> he was very good at that distraught look as well. It was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, yeah. Keggy, uh, not quite as expressive as me, as me, but certainly would be no good at poker like I wouldn't be. <laughs> I don't think either of us have got uh, got a chance of cracking it at Vegas. Put it that way. <laughs> so that's so you played under Jeremy, you played under uh, Keggy, and then you came back yes. and played under Seamus, didn't you? Yes, yes. So, uh, so 2006 it was a real <laughs> 2006 was an interesting year because um, I got the call from Chris Fleet. Um, prior to Christmas in 2005, and he said, well, you know, we've been relegated. We've got to make sure we'd only spend one year down. Um, we want you to come back. Um, the plan is to come back for two years. First year, get back up. Second year, make sure we stay up. So that was sort of the plan. Um, in the April of 2006, I was getting married. Um, and as you guys can attest, it became a fairly busy time. We got married on the Sunday. I found out Narelle was pregnant with Lockie on the Monday, and then we flew to Chester on the Tuesday. So it, um, it became what was supposed to be a six-month honeymoon in Europe with a wife that uh, was fairly heavily pregnant for most of the trip and then had to fly home a month before I, I did because... Um, she wasn't allowed to fly later than that uh, that time due to being pregnant. So it was an interesting time. Living in the... Uh, the, the I'd say living in the shed, then, weren't you? Well, yes, we were in the new pavilion by then. So, yeah, yeah we, we were living in the flat that um, the last time I was in Chester, I think Rick Moore was uh, occupying the flat. I'm not sure who occupies the flat these days, but... Um, it's, it's uh, yes, Tommy. We, were, we were in the flat, there's no doubt about that. And uh, that was another interesting experience because all of a sudden we're in Division 1, and we're going to places like Winnington Park. Um, Heaton Mersey. You took, you took lots of wickets at Heaton Mersey, I remember. Yeah, Heaton Mersey. Um, and the rules had changed. The rules had changed where... Um, had the rules changed by then with the batting points and things like that? Yeah, less overs, I think it would have been. It would have been 50 yeah, overs. Yeah, less overs or whatever it was. So basically, we had the same modus operandi every week and... You know, it was basically at one stage it was like, okay, well, these sides don't want to don't want to play us basically, so we'll just uh, we'll just bowl first as much as we can, and uh, and if we can if we have to bat first, we're going to smack them as quick as we can and get them get get a get in a position to declare. And I remember one day I think we declared after twenty eight overs, both Seamus and I had made hundreds, and I think we we were two hundred and sixty or something after twenty eight overs. So there was the three three over changeover. So it left them a ridiculous amount of overs to, to make the runs and, and it actually only backfired on us. We got there in the end. I think we got there with about 10 or 12 runs to spare, but it was a, it was an interesting day of cricket. And I'll never forget afterwards that, um, all the, all the older guys in the club were talking about the Liverpool comp days and how it was declaration cricket. And, you know, they would often declare it, it with, with crazy amounts of overs left to try and make a game of it. And that was, Probably something that I had to get my head around. In Australia, we obviously play... Um, we, we don't really have the concept of giving runs or keeping a side in the game. It's more about absolutely keeping a, keeping a side down. And um, it's very... the theory was a little bit different in England where you would try and win the game by actually keeping them in the game. And I can't... because they felt they still had a chance, they, they were more likely to take a risk. So I, can, I can't so think of anything... For me as well. I can't think of anything more un-Australian than giving runs away, really. It doesn't seem to oh, sit no. too well with you, does it? A sober night in. Used to do my yeah. or, a, or a sober <laughs> night in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. listen, we're going to bowl this bloke so they get 20 off and over. Uh, what are we doing that for? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Or a day at the races without, without uh, punting your neck out. Yeah. Correct. Mm. Correct. Exactly. Exactly right. Exactly very, right. very un-Australian. Very un-Australian. Mm. Yes, you go hard or go home. That's mm. exactly right. I think. I think you know. But yeah, 2006 was an interesting year. But look, we got the job done. You know, we 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 made we, 
it was actually a great day at uh, a great day at Bollington because again, even though we had a good side, we still had a fairly young side. Um, we had Robin Fisher, myself, Seamus, Teggy, and then all the rest were still younger, younger. Or Eddie Roberts, Eddie Roberts is our age. Um, but then it was all sort of younger guys, Warren Goodwin, Ollie Law. Um, so yeah, look, it was a, it was great to actually to make sure we we did the business and got back I think, up. I think um, I think also I'd say at that point, you know, it had been a long time since since the club had actually won anything. Uh, you know, so yeah. it's always difficult. You know, I know it wasn't the Premier League, but it, you, we actually won the league. We were in, and, and it probably been. Getting on for a decade since uh, since the club had done that, and, and and kind of getting over the line at that stage isn't going to be easy because you're not used to doing it. Um, so, uh, yeah. uh, and that was a huge. I know it was a huge relief to everybody at the club. I'd I'd packed up by then, but um, it, it, yeah, it was a, it was a good day. There was there was a great occasion. I think it was that season. I think it was Cheadle as well. New clubhouse and uh, a tight finish. And uh, it was one of those days. We don't get them that often now. When the the balcony was chocker. Glorious late summer's evening, um, you know, knocking on towards half seven, something like that, and you couldn't get the, the, the last guy out, uh, a young young gingerhead lad, I remember, and uh, you did, uh, you got it uh, with two balls to spare or something like that, I think it was, and that the wickets just went. Last over, you're right, you're right, James. It was the last over, mate. And and the, the the whole place just erupted. Do you know? <laughs> yeah, I do. And, no, no, I do, and I remember, I remember playing a. Um, and I'm not sure whether Cheese was captain then or Keggy was captain then. I remember playing a cup a cup game against against Bowden in um, on a Sunday. Same sort of thing. It was a nice warm day. They had a whole bunch, you know they had a bunch of good players. And um, look, I, I used to try and uh, get myself up for those bigger games. There's no doubt about that. And um, I used to love playing at Chester, um, especially in those situations when, as the afternoon wore on, more and more people got back to the clubhouse and. Um, and you know the beers were flowing, and and people were there, and there was a bit of an atmosphere, and um, it was certainly they're great times, and they're great memories to to think back on now. And but to be honest, a lot of this stuff we're talking about now, I haven't thought about for a long time. So it's um it's good to relive it, and yeah. um and 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 just to remember, you know, it's not just about the blokes that played; it's about the people in the club and. And the joy they get out of it, and the hard work they put into it, so that if you can win a few games and and be successful, it uh, it makes a difference. I'm certainly with you on that, Jim. I, I, um, you know, stood on the balcony and uh, having a few beers, and it come down to the final over on a nice summer's afternoon. Uh, takes a bit of beating, doesn't it? Really, um, uh, especially if you win. So, so that happened in 2006, and and then Heath, um, 2007, you didn't come back, did you? No, we didn't. Look, you know, we, Rocky, Rocky, who's now in year nine, so he's 14 now, um, nearly 15. Um, we just, yeah, as a family, we decided that it was just going to be too hard to come back with a little baby and we probably needed our family support around us and things like that. So um, it, it became just too much of an ask. Look, the plan was certainly to come back because if I remember vividly, there was a cot. I put a cot together in the... Um, in the flat, as it's called, um, I didn't there was help. a cop put in there to, to uh, for, for us to come back to. So the plan was always to come back, but um, Narelle and I realised fairly quickly after after the arrival of Lockie, which was in December, that um, that coming back to Chester was probably not going to be the be the right move for us as a family. Unfortunately, just just because of the lack of family support around us, and I suppose when. Uh, <clears throat> When you think about the, the month, the last month, um, unfortunately, my mother's passed away. You, you think about your family support and things like that, and uh, you certainly know what you need it. And you know, I know you, Jim, have got a couple of young grandkids and things like that. And you know, there, there's no doubt that that uh, Ollie, Ollie needs yourself and Glenda around and things like that. So it just didn't work out. We 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 ended up in Barbados watching the World Cup. Um, <laughs> we took there's photos of Rocky. With photos of Lockie as a four-month-old at the World Cup cricket in Barbados. Um, so we had a good week there where Jeff just ran amok and pushed people in the pool and did his usual stuff. Um, but for the rest of us, we had a really good time. So, um, and, you know, you look back at that, just that trip itself, you look back at that and Dave, Davey Roberts, Eddie's dad, got married. Um, he got married on that trip. He's unfortunately not with us anymore. Um yeah, so it's uh, it's 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 funny how life changes. I, I know, I know that the the decision you made, yeah, you know, clearly was the right one. Uh, but I know you you, you uh, 
had a lot of soul searching to do uh, before you made it. Um, yeah. I know. I know. At one stage, we discussed quite quite at length the potential. Actually, before this, two or three years before this, that you were actually going to come and live over here on a permanent basis. But but I persuaded yeah. you that, that the winters wouldn't be for you, and I'm certain that was yeah. right. Um, yeah. But but I don't think anybody you know I think that the decision you made was for all the right reasons and it was categorically the right reason but you shouldn't be uh, underestimate you know what you were prepared to give to the club because I, I know for fact it was quite close that you you you, you nearly gave your left testicle to the club so um, <laughs> following fall, fall, fall an accident at the net so um, you need uh, to elaborate on that one Jeremy I think um, well I actually I think I was still playing he, he's. Uh, but um, no, I wasn't. Still yeah, I was still playing. I hadn't, I, hadn't turned, I hadn't turned up at practice, which which is unlike me. Uh, mm-hmm. And I got home from work, and 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 he's lying there on the sofa, white as a sheet, uh, with with a with a kind of towel over him. And I, th- I thought he'd got flu or something. Uh, uh, and he was moaning, really moaning, not not like saying bleep bleep bleep, but uh, uh, can't move and all this. Uh, and then he lifted the sheet up or the towel up and he exposed his genitalia and, and I think it was either, obviously either the right or the left one uh, it was like the size of a football and uh, he said he'd been hit and, and I think what had happened was that he'd been stood behind the net and somebody had bowled I think yeah. it was James Powell and the ball had gone through the net and straight slam into his bollocks um, and with no obviously no protection on and uh, hence the uh, Hence the inflated size of his uh, of his testicle. Um, th- I think that was that either the Tuesday or the Thursday night, and, and this is no word of a lie. He he opened the batting because he insisted on opening the batting on the Saturday with an inflated testicle with no box on because he couldn't get the box on. Now uh, that's that's madness, basically. Um, that's a nutter in operation, really, but. It, it, it kind of shows the lengths he would go to. Um, uh, I don't think I know anybody else that would have would have uh, undertaken that kind of kamikaze role, but the, 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 that was him. And he, I think that's a fair indication of what he was happy to do for Chester, really, which which was mad. Yeah, it was. A, it was. A, yeah, I was coaching. I was coaching behind the net. It was. The, it was on the. It was, we had a. We had a cage that used to go around the, the turf wicket. At Chester, I'm sure that looking looking at the facilities now, I'm sure that cage has been updated and long gone. It has. Um, but there was a, there was a hole just, and I was, I was watching Powley bat, and um, I don't know who I was talking to, but I was talking to someone. I literally turned around, and he'd let this ball go, and it just cannon straight through this hole, straight into the bollocks. So, um, yeah, yeah, so it, it was fairly it was fairly sore. Um, we got through the <laughs> that day. Fairly sore. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. But we got through the Saturday cheese. I managed to get a few runs. Yeah, I think even, you did. Was, we, we, we went pretty hard at them. We decided there wasn't going to be too much running between the wickets. So if it was up, it was over. And if it was short, it was going. So, uh, if I if I recollect I right. Bowl, I, managed, I managed to figure out a way to, that I could run in. Um, but then, um, obviously, when the next week came about and... Um, you had to go And it uh, hadn't gone down at all... Uh, Chris Chris had Chris Fleet has a has a friend uh, Dave Burstock who's a uh, who's a doctor and uh, and I had to I had the mercy dash to go and visit uh, to visit Dave who um, actually informed me that there was a few issues there and maybe I needed to get some medical attention so uh, he managed to syringe syringe my bollocks and. Um, and and uh, the tube the tube took out a, a tube and a half worth on the uh, oh. on the first first go, so that got it down a little bit. I managed to play again on the following Saturday, and then we had to go back again to see Dave, and he had to had to inject it again and get rid of a bit more um, stuff. And he, he pretty much blatantly informed me that if I had to go back a third time, I'd be losing that testicle. So uh, so it was. Um, you know, luck, luckily, for, not, I'm not sure whether it's lucky or not. The fact that Lockie and Riley are here with me now as children, but um, there was there was a little stage there where children might not have been a possibility. Put it that way. But uh, we we got through, and we didn't miss. And what's even better is we didn't miss a game of cricket, so it didn't matter. Yeah, you, 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 and at no stage did you uh, did you say to Bur- Bursty, um, if you wouldn't mind, take the pain away, but keep the swelling, no? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's right. Well, I did, I did ask for that, but he, he said he, he said he's not a magician. He said he's, he's just a doctor, not a magician. So, um, which is fair enough too. Which is fair enough. <laughs> the, 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 the one, the one regret I do have was not being there when he did it. Honest to God, that one. <laughs> uh, I do recall you trying never, to describe yeah, the pain. Of, there was never any thought of missing a game. That's for sure. There was never any. There was never any chance of me not playing. Put it that way. Yeah. I, I, I did spend quite a lot of time bemoaning uh, the fact that people cried off games for bizarre reasons, but uh, I, I think I would have accepted uh, an unavailability request from you that Saturday, to be honest. <laughs> you lived no, to, can, can, live to fight another day and can honestly oh. say in, in, my, in my four years at Chester, I never missed a game through injury. So, uh, so that's, that's all, all for any reason. I can't <laughs> <never> <laughs> Including for the great cathedral. And Kat, you you wore that uh, that that Chester badge on your sleeve, didn't you? And your, on your heart, and you, and you still do. Indeed, you do. Yeah, absolutely, mm. absolutely. Well, mm. um, you know, I, I came home. I came. I came back to Australia, and obviously married to Narell, and we we had Rocky, and then we got ourselves a dog, and the dog was named Chester. Yep. So uh, crackers, yeah, he was. Yeah. As well. um, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it, he was crackers. He if, was crackers. If you owned if you owned a blazer, which I don't think you do, it, it certainly would be a Chester one, wouldn't it? So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, yeah, look, love my time at Chester, and uh, if if any if if I ever get asked who my cricket club is, you know, Chester Chester's uh, Chester's certainly the, the place that uh, I hold dear to my heart, and been back a few times since, um, obviously for for weddings and different things, and. Um, and always feel get made to feel welcome, and um, and and the friendships that I've made, and it just shows you it doesn't matter how long how long you spend apart from people, um, you know, and, and it's such a great club, just a great place, and um, and yeah, it's uh, I hold it there, I hold it there. That's lovely. Um, and and Jeremy, perhaps a final word with you, mm. um, in terms of probably one of the best all rounders we've had, certainly the best overseas player. And, and a man who does wear that heart on the sleeve. I think, um, yeah, just just briefly, yeah, I mean, he could bowl, he could bat, he could field, but <clears throat> he was, a, you know, really good, really good player, really solid cricketer, but what you always got from him was a 100% every week, and not not just in terms of his ability, but his, his, his desire to have an influence on the other, positively have an influence on the other 10 uh, was 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 a huge influence for us, uh, and, and and being a captain, a, a massive help um, because you can't always say that the other ten are uh, working actively with you. Sometimes they're sometimes on their own a bit, but now he was a he was a huge help to us and uh, and a great pal. Fantastic, um, Heath. Can we get you back here at some stage when this uh, all this business goes away? Because we would love to see you here. Oh, there's no doubt. We've certainly spoken about it. There's no doubt about that. And um, and you know, I must admit, um, my eldest boy Rocky has started showing an interest in cricket, which has been great. So he, he started playing, and um, I said to him, I said, "Down the track, mate, you better get good because I know where you're going to be playing overseas, buddy." So, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. so uh, hopefully, hopefully one day. Um, Hopefully one day we could be the first father-son overseas players at Chester. That'd be uh, that'd be even yeah. better. So, I, would, um, I wouldn't rule out your dad as well, mate. To be honest, he's still well, going, isn't know. he? <laughs> <laughs> that soft, he, soft he, old bugger's still, still going, going, isn't he? Unlike yeah. me, unlike me, he still rolls out every 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 weekend playing over seventies or whatever he does. And um, look, he loves it. There's no doubt about that. Um, my, my days are my days are past. I think bowling bowling from one end of Chester probably. Uh, Probably ended, made made my cricketing life in years a little bit less, but um, I don't I don't regret one little thing of it. So um, it's a great place, it's great people. Um, the other thing that I would say about the, the current crop of players, and I obviously haven't been back for a couple of years. The last time I was back was um, for Jeremy's wedding, but um, look, they always make you feel welcome. They may not know you, or you know, but uh, they make an effort to actually make you feel welcome. Someone might say that you used to play in the first team or whatever, and, and this is at a stage where the, the club's obviously flying and they've got a number of really, really good players, but um, the respect shown to the people um, by the current playing, playing group has been fantastic. And obviously, you know, I've had a number of people come over and, and play cricket here with me at different times, Harry Kaloran, Rick Moore, 
Eddie Roberts, Simon Law, Matt Griffiths, um, Darren Crookshank. I took for six months so they could come back to Chester and go back to the West Indies and play first-class cricket. Um, so, yeah, so the list goes on, really, in relation to, to people that have, have come come my way. But um, And, you know, I'm sure in the future there'll be more Chester people who I can help uh, have a game of cricket in Australia and uh, and we'll always, uh, we'll always try and do what I can to, to facilitate it. Uh, that, that's terrific and uh, lots of friends here Heath and uh, we all felt for you a month or so ago uh, with the passing of Jude so uh, all the best from all of us here Jeremy eh? yeah absolutely mate I'll catch you soon pal you will indeed love you both good, good to talk to you and uh, it's, uh, it was great to see the first team have a win on, um, on Saturday and hopefully there's plenty more to come great stuff thanks Heath cheers pal Vintage Chester Borton Hall on the full toss and there you have it. That's uh, our first vintage full toss. Hope you enjoyed it. Many thanks to Heath Pritchard and to Jeremy Jordan. A few giggles in there. We'll be back with another one of these very, very soon. In the meantime, of course, don't forget we're, we're here weekly with a roundup of all that's happening at Chester Borton Hall Cricket Club. 